Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. It is beginning to look a bit like Christmas around here in the old studios. I see the stockings for all the animals hanging above, above the... We actually have a fireplace in the studio. Not a lot of studios have that. I know. Is it real? Is yeah. that a real fireplace? Animals my butt. My friggin' stocking is up there. <laughs> and I expect something to be in it on why, Christmas Day. Why is your stocking bigger than everybody else's? That's what I want to know. Why is his head bigger than everybody else's? It's not, I think that's an Italian thing, isn't it? Maybe. So don't you just... <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, Judy's part you Italian. You know what is ganging up on her? You ever <laughs> see Joey's baby picture? It's just a giant head. <laughs> we have a, we have an incredible show for you today. Boomer, the dog, or the Boomer, the human who thinks he's a dog or wants, wants to be, to be a, a dog, dog or... will be joining us today. Very excited about this. This is a coup right, right from the Nat Geo show. He'll be joining <laughs> us in just a few minutes. Also, Miranda Perry from Scam Book. She's going to tell us about some online pet scams. And uh, this is interesting. Guy's building a house. David Beard. Building a house that's mm-hmm. pet friendly. Yes. And I guess he's trying to sell it, or what? It, what's the deal? Uh, I believe he's eventually going to live in it, but he's trying to promote all these pet friendly items to go into the house. So he's asking for people to donate flooring oh. and things. And oh. So he's stuff. building a house from uh, swag, is what yeah, you're saying. Basically. What a great idea. Okay. Well, we'll find out more. Uh, also, the phones are open for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joy Villani. Joy Turner is still in the hospital. Uh, no new details on that. Let's hit the phones. one 405 Oh, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to Stacy. What do you got? Remember the classic movie with Humphrey Bogart, The Maltese Falcon? That statue that was in the movie, 12-inch tall statue of a little falcon bird, went for a lot of money at Bonhams. I'm going to tell you how much that little bird is worth. Coming up on Animal Radio News. I heard that story. Did you? you, Yeah, the guy who bought it placed it right underneath the velvet painting of the dogs playing poker and right above the uh, Elvis, the Elvis (laughs) statue. If anyone's listening, you know, if you ever watch Groomer has it, the pen I threw, I'm going to auction for (laughs) 25,000. So if anybody um, is interested. 25,000, yeah? 25,000, yes. Thousand what? Steel. Yes, 20... Hey, Nancy, how are you? I'm just fine, thank you. Where are you calling from today? Uh, San Luis Obispo. Uh, listening on KVEC? Yes. That station is so awesome. <laughs> What's going on today? Well, I called because my husband took my little dog for a walk, and she had a very bad episode of loose stools that looked like it had a little bloody mucus in it. Mm, and okay. I know she's had a little loose stools every once in a while, but I got really concerned, and my husband was really freaking out. But today she's had nothing but normal stools, and she's eating, and she's acting okay. okay. So I'm thinking it was something she ate, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certainly suspect. And she's how old? She's a baby? Eight and a half months. Eight and a half months. How uh-huh. adorable. three and a half pounds. <laughs> Oh, how precious. Now, so yes, occasionally dogs will have some blood in the stool. It's usually a function of 
inflammation or lower bowel irritation. So some dogs can eat something that doesn't agree with them. And if they have diarrhea, there can be a straining associated with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so not much is coming out, but they're still pushing. And, and we may see some rectal bleeding with that. Um, the way that would be identified is we see fresh blood in the stool. Um, so it wouldn't be kind of black or tarry. It, it truly has its red characteristics to it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's usually associated with diarrhea or unusual stools. Mm-hmm. So there are dogs that can have occasionally some blood in the stool with normal bowel movements, but it's a little bit less common. So in a young dog of her age, I would say it certainly could be something she ate, and I would retrace in my memory uh, what she had eaten for the last 48 to 72 hours before then, because a lot of times I do find sometimes treat foods are suspect. Um, as much as they love them and they can tolerate them well, um, some dogs say with rawhide chews or edible chews can have a little bit of off stools um, the day or so following eating a kind of an in- edible treat. Um, and then that leaves also eating those things that they're not supposed to, things in the yard, in the backyard. Um, But in a puppy, I would also make sure that you do have her stool checked um, just to make sure she doesn't have any kind of worms. Um, Some different types like whipworms in particular, even tapeworms, we can see some some lower bowel issues there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would have that checked out. And uh, the mucus that you're describing, um, when I hear people describe that, that, um, just so everyone knows, mucus is produced by the colon as a protective mechanism. So if you're seeing a little bit of slimy stuff, or even sometimes dogs will get a sheath of mucus that kind of covers the stool. It's the body trying to protect them as that's moving through, because there's irritation. So mm-hmm. as long as that's gone, and it was only yesterday you're not seeing that further, then it's unlikely it's a major problem. Well, she acted a little, little bit off yesterday, but I had given her some fresh pears. She loves fruit, and I was eating a pear, so I gave her little, tiny little bits of it, and I didn't know whether that triggered her diarrhea-type stool. Or... Well, if she, ate, if she ate enough of it, even though it, it's good and it's a healthy-type treat, um, yeah, it could definitely cause her stools to be off if she ate a lot for her little body size. Uh-huh, but she's just, she's a ferocious eater and loves <laughs> to dig stuff up in the yard and eat weeds and oh, goodness. stuff that I have to constantly monitor to see what she's got now. And so I do worry about that. The other thing that is of concern is she does a lot of itching off and on. And, you know, I don't find any fleas. And her coat is such that I can find fleas easy enough. Don't see any residue from fleas. Why would she scratch off and on just like, I'm just itching like crazy? Well, that occasional itch here and there, that's kind of part of being a dog. Mm -hmm. Most dogs will do that just kind of... You know, start scratching here or there, especially you know with a collar or a leash. Sometimes that just causes some irritation there. Mm-hmm. If it's more persistent and it's something that's really occupying her time, and you can't sit with her on your lap because she just keeps wanting to scratch or to chew, then I really I would make sure we do a good parasite check on her. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that's internal or external um, parasites, so we could have fleas, ticks, that kind of thing. But sometimes even some dogs we notice if they have internal parasites, they might have a little itchiness on their skin too. It's just kind of a weird little thing we'll, we'll run into so um now I, I look at her skin really close but i don't see any sign of it but the other thing is it seems to be triggered after a bath in particular and i mm-hmm. use a dog shampoo a peerless dog shampoo and a conditioner that mm-hmm. uh, and it's their dog 
related. So I wouldn't think that that would be causing her to get. Well, if it's a dog shampoo and it's, you know, non-medicated, then it still could be the shampoo. And the one thing that I see can often cause some dryness and itchiness afterwards is if we just don't rinse well enough. Mm-hmm. So there can be a little bit of product residue. That can also sometimes cause a little bit of dander. Mm-hmm. So just make sure you do rinse really well, mm-hmm. um, and that will help to avoid that. So I shouldn't worry about the bloody stool then. It just sounded like it was something... Yeah, it, yeah, if it hasn't occurred again, mm-hmm. probably not a big deal. I still would recommend you get a stool sample to your vet, though. Okay. Okay? Will do. Good luck with that, Nance. Thanks for listening in San Luis Obispo, where it is chilly, chilly, chilly. Stay warm there. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. This holiday season, remember, a Stetson man helps a stranger change a tire in the middle of a snowstorm and then scrapes the ice off the car windows just for good measure. Through blizzards, he rides horses 500 under the hood. He always seems to save the day with a steady hand and a warm smile. A Stetson man may work hard, but he never works hard at smelling good. This holiday season, live the legend. Stetson Cologne for men. Need a vacation, but it's just not in the budget? Well, thanks to our biggest sale of the year, spend six days, five nights, all-inclusive at the fabulous Via del Palmar Resort in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. All the sand and sunshine with meals and cocktails included for just $3.99. Just $3.99 per couple, not per person. Plus, two kids, stay free. This is paradise. Crystal blue water, beautiful beaches, amazing amenities. You and the kids, meals and cocktails included, all just just $3.99. Save over $1,200. Visit Cabo399.com or call right now, 888-475-9098. That's 888-475-9098. At this price, the sale won't last long. Call 888-475-9098. Special terms and conditions apply. Visit Cabo399.com and travel anytime in the next 12 months. Call right now, 888-475-9098. That's 888-475-9098. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team. Dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, Dr. Debbie. Unfortunately, Joey Turner is still in the hospital. No new details to report on that. Uh, hopefully, she'll be back next week. Do you watch Spike so, TV at all? Uh, I don't have cable, but I've seen Spike TV many times. They're looking to get to the bottom of this whole Bigfoot mystery once and for all oh, yes. with a reality yes. competition. It's a $10 million Bigfoot bounty. And I it, love that. That it, is brilliant. It, it premieres January 10th, and it's attracted uh, a whole lot of 
what you would call not the academic types, but more the the angry, sexist rednecks yelling at each other in the woods, which has been proven like uh, with ducks. That show, big hit. That's pretty much the same thing. What better way to attract the uh, notoriously camera shy and probably mythical creature than a bunch of yes. people out in the woods arguing? Uh, Dean Kane will be hosting that, by the way. Beautiful. His career has taken a turn for the better. And it offers the biggest <laughs> cash prize in TV history. Pretty big. How much? How much is the ten, cash? Ten prize? million dollars. Ten and Lloyd's you know of London you know, is underwriting. You know what's funny? It's it's funny. You're giving ten million dollars to a bunch of guys uh, that none of which can count up to two. I think the prize should equal the amount of teeth that the person who finds Bigfoot has. If you got two teeth, you get two million. Well, Lloyd's isn't worried about it. They're not going to lose much sleep over it. They say whoever wins this is they've got to have definitive visual and DNA proof of Bigfoot. So sorry, oh, yeah. can't fake oh, it there. Yeah. With the, with those requirements now, though, that the, the people hunting for Bigfoot will think that that means they have to actually mate with Bigfoot to get the DNA. That's very, very dangerous. Bigfoot, not only does he have big feet, you know what they say. You know, I, I think these people are going about it the, the wrong way. I mean, if you really want to meet Bigfoot, stop chasing him. Stop trying to find him. Romance him a little bit, you know? Put on some music. Ask him if he wants to dance. Buy him some flowers. Come on, people. Get with the program. Bigfoot has feelings. Well, you know, there's two ways to get your questions to us. You can uh, do it through the Animal Radio app. It's a free download for iPhone and Android. And listen to the show at the same time. Or you can call 1-866-405-8405, just like Bill has done. Hey, Bill. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Boston. What's going on in Boston? Well, funny thing happened uh, last week. was about, I think it was Wednesday morning. My four-month-old puppy all of a sudden was just limping for no apparent reason. And I no rhyme or reason as to what exactly had happened. Um, and I, you know, I did the a- absolute wrong thing you can do in that situation. I Googled it. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Dr. Google to the rescue, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, according to Google, she had arthritis, bone marrow cancer. I had to euthanize her, cut her for It was just awful, awful stuff. And I, I didn't know what to do. I made an appointment with one of my vets. Um, she couldn't see him right away. And then I ended up calling another guy that I know who's also a vet, but he lives far away. And he told me to relax. It's a puppy. She probably twisted her doing something puppy-related, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Saturday, I'd say Saturday, she started being normal again, and there's nothing wrong with her. But now I'm wondering, oh, my God, is there some lingering condition? Is there something wrong with her, and maybe mm-hmm. she's not showing? So I don't know what to do because, you know, they're not like children where you can go. Did you fall down? They say yes. You mm-hmm. have no idea. Gotcha. Well, that's a great question, Bill, because this is a great way to present this. When should you panic? Or when should you address a limping dog? So if we know that there's the potential for some kind of strain, sprain, some kind of minor injury, and the pet isn't really significantly limping with that. Now, if I have a dog that's got a leg completely up in the air, not putting any weight on it, that's a little different than a dog that's just kind of favoring it. So if we're favoring it, you know, depending on our suspicion, you know, waiting a week is not a bad idea. If we're carrying that leg, not putting any weight on it, I think you would need to see a vet. Um, because yeah, she, was, she wasn't lifting. I mean, she was only when she was walking was she limping, but she would run, jump, and do mm-hmm. all the normal other stuff. And, and, and never once did she wince when I held the leg, I kind of straightened it out, checked it if it was, uh, you know, swollen, and she she just looked at me like, why are you touching me? But mm-hmm. not in pain or anything. 
Okay, and was this front leg or back leg? This is the front leg. Front leg. Okay, now, that being said, there are certainly some conditions in young growing dogs that we can see in intermittent limping. So if this limping does come back and doesn't stay away, then it definitely would warrant a veterinary exam because there are, I hate to say, we don't necessarily call them growing pains, but there are inflammation conditions that can happen in the front leg that affect the elbow, the long shaft of the bone, uh, a condition called panosteitis. Um, mm-hmm. And then some other kind of yeah. peculiar ones. So if it does come back, absolutely, I would say an exam and x-rays would be the thing to do. And sometimes, you know, as a veterinarian, sometimes I'll have people come in and say, oh, I checked his leg out and he's not limping. He's not painful. And, you know, not to say that we do magic in the vet office, but a lot of times there's a specific kind of palpation that we need to do and your veterinarian might be able to elicit pain maybe when you can't um so definitely i wouldn't hesitate to to you know go go get the uh the good judgment of your veterinarian if you need to hey deb can i say something one more question if i could just throw out to you because a couple of people made made, uh, said this to me um even when before we got the puppy and after i told a couple people that she was limping they Mm -hmm. tell me that i am um working her too hard because She's a red bone coon hound. She loves the woods. She loves tracking. She loves going after, you know, tracking scents. So Saturdays and Sundays I take her up. It's only about an hour at a time, maybe two or three miles, but it's an hour up to the woods. And I'm not talking hiking Mount Washington, just basic in the woods kind of, you know, nonsense. Is an mm-hmm. hour too long? Is two hours a week too long? No, no. For just general kind of running through the woods, having fun, being a dog, that is not too much. Now, what we would limit and restrict in a growing puppy is we wouldn't want a lot of high-intensity activity. So going jogging with a puppy is a bad idea, especially until those growth plates close. But to just kind of go out, run around, and have fun, uh, kind of stopping and starting, there's not necessarily a a problem with that. It's really more that high-impact, sustained um, activity. Okay. Hey, Deb, can All I right, say good. something? Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, um, before you go, it's interesting what you said because I was thinking, and I've seen this so many, many times, a lot of times a dog will limp, they get something stuck in their paw pad or in between their paw pads. It's a really simple thing, and you'd never know it unless you check. There could be like a, a thorn in there or a rock stuck in there, and that's why they're limping. So that's the first thing I would check because that happens all the time, doesn't it, Deb? You know, it certainly can. You actually just had Boss. He had a bunch of cactus thorns on his leg. And that was actually the first thing I did when when I started limping. I said, oh, she must have got a rock stuck in between her paw good, pads good. or something. Because, you know, being out in the woods or something. But there was mm-hmm. nothing nothing there. Well, Bill, we wish you the best of luck with that. Well, Hope, thank you hopefully so much. something simple. you me on. You're awesome. I appreciate it. Listening in Boston, we... Well, Boston has a lot of pet lovers. i got to tell you that. We've had several calls today from Boston. 1-866-405-8405. It's toll-free. Working hard in the newsroom. Stacey Cohn, what do you got coming up? How would you like to win $100,000? Well, if you're a dog or cat welfare group with a great success story, Petco and Ellen DeGeneres' pet company that she's a co-founder of, uh, Halo, is having this contest. I'll tell you how you can win 100000 bucks. They've got $250,000 total in grants. I'll give you all the details coming up on Animal Radio News. And also on the way, Boomer the dog, or human who thinks he's a dog. You've heard the story. You saw him on Nat Geo first. Crazy guy. We're going to be talking to him in just a couple of minutes. because no, how, I object. I object. Now, why are you calling him crazy? Maybe we're all crazy because we don't want to be dogs. Have you ever thought of that? That huh? could be huh? you be the judge. And it's coming up in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio.
Hey, very cool thing I want to tell you about on, on this installment of Party Animal with your host, Vinny Penn. That's me. Yeah, I'm sure you animal lovers out there are well aware of this, but for those of you who aren't, I, I'm very excited to bring this to your attention. My sister and her children were visiting for the past two weeks, and they put their new dog, Ringo, in a video kennel. And they were able to log on every day and check on Ringo. Uh, the the camera was aimed right at me. I heard my nephews, Ricky and Jay, what the Ringo sleeping, Ma, look at Ringo sleeping. I mean, this is great for all of those people out there who still have a little bit of paranoia when it comes to, uh, you know, leaving the peppy. I, you know, all you do is have the kennel owner's words when you go back. I mean... The fact of the matter is, uh, kennels are, are fantastic. There's more than enough loving kennels out there. But every once in a while, you know, you hear your horror stories. There wouldn't be 2020 or primetime live without those kinds of horror stories. What would Barbara Walters do outside of the view? Uh, um, but it was great now. There was so much peace of mind. The boys were worried about the, the, the Ringo every day. And to be able to tune in in the morning and watch him in action, watch him chasing a ball, uh, was great. I mean, every day, they started off in a great mood, except for the day I had to explain to them what dry humping was and why Ringo was behaving in that manner. But uh, my sister Julie says they're going to resolve that issue as soon as they get home. Um, uh, but nonetheless, it, what a beautiful thing to be able to tune in and see them playing and log in. And, and uh, their video kennels, uh, they live out in Nevada, out in Las Vegas. So you'd think the boys would know about dry humping already, especially Ricky. He's 12 uh, and living in Vegas. Uh, but they've got to be all over. And if they aren't, they're definitely something that's going to be happening. Video kennels, it's peace of mind for a couple of dollars. Even if it's not a couple of dollars, it is peace of mind for your pet. Vinny Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was good yes. Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this test did is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Bass, St. Louis Boston Hey, it's Guy Fieri. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids. 
Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. Rolaids gets you back in the action fast. Its dual active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. You know those signs on New York City streets? They warn dog walkers to clean up their pooches' messes. Well, the Department of Transportation, they're going to remove them finally. Department officials say that New Yorkers already know about the $250 fine for not scooping the poop. And the city's planning to replace those worn, faded signs with shiny new ones that explain parking rules. A lucky cat's on the mend after it survived a 15-minute ride wedged next to the muffler of a car. According to the New York Daily News, the driver said he and his family smelled something burning, so they decided to pull over and check it out. Well, the odor turned out to be the cat's singed hair, which they discovered after they looked under the car and saw the animal's tail hanging down. They immediately called the police, who helped free the cat from the car. The understandably startled feline was taken to a local shelter to be examined. When the weather gets super cold like that, you you know what? Just check under your car because a lot of times cats or squirrels or whatever will go underneath your car to stay warm. Saying goodbye to a loved one's pretty hard, and hospice obviously was created to make that transition a little bit easier for the patient and the family. Christy Winter always tried to give her dog, Josie, the very best in life. So when it was time to say goodbye, Winner didn't want to do anything less. She was the best dog in the world, she said. It's still pretty hard to talk about it. Winner opted to have Josie euthanized at her St. Charles County home. It's a practice that isn't new, but it's becoming a specialized area of veterinary medicine. Bernard Rowland, who's an animal sciences and philosophy professor at Colorado State University, said he believes the trend goes along with today's treatment of pets as members of the family. He said, I think it's tremendous. It's a huge advancement for the sake of animals, no question. Well, Lap of Love is a company that's based in Florida that in the past three years, they've grown to about 70 veterinarians in nearly 20 states. The famous bird statuette from the classic Humphrey Bogart film, The Maltese Falcon, guess what? It's worth more than $4 million. That's how much the 45-pound, 12-inch tall lead movie prop sold for at auction in New York. Bonham's auction house had the sale and said that the spectacular price reflects its significance in the history of cinema. The jewel-encrusted statuette was the central prop in the 1941 thriller starring Humphrey Bogart as Detective Sam Spade. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. 
I just sneaked into my kids' rooms and took temperatures while they're sleeping, thanks to my Exergen thermometer. All I did was swipe their foreheads for a few seconds. It didn't even wake them up. My sister, the nurse, told us about the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer, and it's the best. Real value for the money and truly a lifesaver. Now I don't have to deal with ears or rears, if you know what I mean. I'm Dr. Frank Pompey, founder of Exergen. Thousands of hospitals and clinics rely on temporal scanners. I'm confident you will, too. The Exergen Temporal Scanner. Pick one up at Costco and other fine retailers or visit us at exergen.com. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio, Stunt dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaInChewies.com. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Can't boomer the dog's going to be on the show. It's a coup. Unless the score goes by. I'll tell you, when Judy calls on a guest, whether it be Oprah Winfrey or... George Clooney, nine out of ten times, she'll get hung up on. But <laughs> I can't believe they would hang up on you, Judy. Uh, if, if I get that far. I want to thank Judy for bringing in the pornographic gingerbread cookies this morning for the holidays. Yes, and That's... who made those porno cookies? Well, I, Oprah. I, I did help a little bit yeah. with the icing. Yeah, you put icing in the, the appropriate places. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. I it must be nice not to have kids. Yeah. Well, you can't do that at home, can <laughs> no. you? No. 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 Uh, no. Our kids are the furry kind, and they can't see up on the counter what Hal's doing. God so. bless our furry kids. <laughs> if they understood half of what goes on in my life. I only aspire to yeah. be as good as my dog. <laughs> they may very well know what's going on. They just don't. They just don't share that they understand. They're looking at you, yeah. going, "Uh huh." Yeah, we just don't know that they know. Well, this guy Boomer, who's uh, we're going to be talking to in a few minutes. I the thing that I don't buy is he may think he's a dog. I don't know, but he's not as smart as a dog, from what I hear. What do you think? That's what I hear. We'll find out in just a few minutes. Oh, I think you're wrong. I'm just starting rumors. Okay, you know yes, how I you do that. Are. How would you like to have a brand new house that was all pet friendly? I'd like a house anyway. <laughs> Any kind of house. Huh. This next guest we're having on, David Beard, he's building a pet friendly house in the Pet Friendly Project, a 2,200 square foot house valued at about a half a million dollars. We welcome you to the Ooh. show. How are you doing, David? I'm doing good. And yourself? Very good. So tell us a little bit about your project, uh, what you aspire to do, and how you're going to do it. Well, what we want to do, of course, as you mentioned, is build about a 2,200-square-foot house here in the city of Calgary. Um, we expect to start construction in March and then open it to the uh, public and the media late uh, September, mid-October. Um, so basically, it's going to be a house that's for uh, a mom and a dad, a boy and a girl, a dog, cat, 
bird and probably a couple hundred fish. And are, is it going to be your house? Yes, it is. I was just checking there. So you're going to have the media and the press coming in all the time and everything? Oh, yeah. We're going to have the, the media in, and uh, we want them to uh, film us trying to, uh, you know, put the house through its paces. You know, uh, a lot of people, they say, you know, the uh, the products that go into it don't really matter. But if you have pets, you really should have products that can, you know, uh, stand up to the dogs and the cats. Well, give us an example. I think everybody is wondering right now what makes a pet-friendly house. Well, there's lots of things. I mean, flooring is obviously number one. Um, and we are very fortunate Shaw decided to uh, give us uh, their, uh, their flooring, which is, you know, really, really strong. We're going to show how strong it is. One of the uh, ideas for that is we're going to take the dogs, about a dozen of them, down to the Bow River, get them wet, get them muddy then bring them back to this brand spanking new house that nobody's been in, and then put it through its paces. So we'll grab some <laughs> tennis balls, have the dogs up on the on the couches, on the beds, all over the floors. Oh, my you know, God. You name it, we'll do it. We'll, you know, uh, they say that they are, you know, kind of scratch-resistant and whatnot. Let's, let's show it. Oh, well, David, I have a suggestion then, because from the veterinary end, I'll tell you what's lacking in my house, and I think what? most pet lovers could benefit from, is a walk-in bathtub for their dogs. Yeah, we're going to do that in Makes the garage. There's going to be uh, you know, a dog shower in there, and of course this dog, uh, he's quite special. He's going to get even his own room. So where Great. are you going to get all this stuff? You know, we've been really fortunate. We've, uh, we've reached out to, you know, pet product manufacturers uh, around the world. And so far, uh, 105 companies from seven different countries wow. have donated product. Holy moly. Donated it. So yeah, did. donated. Like, uh, and then that's what we have done is to make it, uh, you know, accessible for all uh, the um, pet product manufacturers is we're not charging them anything. All you got to do is supply some product, and then we'll put it in the house, and we'll give it away. Um, so it's it's real fun. I mean, we got clothing coming from France. We have and, and Italy. We get stuff from all over the United States, Canada. The give it away yeah, thing. So you're giving I, away the lost furniture me. and the flooring. You're going to be giving that. The flooring away? was pretty hard to give away since it's going to be you know um, put into the house. <laughs> but um, the all of the you know the real cool artwork and whatnot. Um, yeah, we're going to give that all away. So you're you're creating, and it's a genius idea. Don't get me wrong, but you're creating a house. You're building a house to your specs for your animals with swag that companies are getting for mentions on, uh, well, like media, like this particular media yeah. right here. That's a genius idea. It is. But I think it's fun, right? And it's never been done, and it gives the opportunities for you know small companies and and artists and whatnot to get involved in a project. And everybody's treated uh, fairly because everybody and equally because it's free for everyone. And uh, one thing I like to put out because you guys you know interview all kinds of people and, and from different walks of life and all over the, the place is you know if we're looking for some artists that if they do abstract art and whatnot or books, we can put the books on the the uh, bookcase in the in the dog's room. And we can put artwork up on, on the walls. So if somebody wants to contribute to this house that you're building for yourself. Yep. Yeah, just uh, go to the professor's house and send me an email. And, uh, you know, we already have, I think, about three or four different uh, artists uh, from the state that uh, are going to be sending some of their artwork up. And, you know, we're going to have, you know, some abstract dogs and cats, you know, in the boys' room and the girls' room. And, of course, the dog himself, he's got his own room, which is going to be really tripped out with, you know, its own walk-in closet with all the coolest gadgets it's got a you know a 60 inch TV so he can watch you know uh, dog uh, dog TV and you know uh, Benji and Pluto and you name it it's gonna have it. So what's gonna happen if you you know you get a sponsor they give you a, say flooring or a couch and it really doesn't hold up and it's destroyed and it doesn't last how are you gonna handle that? It's gonna last because the people that are donating the products believe in their products and I don't want to have poor quality products in the house. 
You know, it's a it's a big statement for Shaw to step up and say we want to be the uh, pet friendly flooring, and they make great flooring, and so uh, they're putting a lot out there, and we we believe their stuff is really good as well. How but see, if it's gonna if it's gonna be a truly dog friendly house, his room should have like there should be like dog stuff in there, like like toys attached to the wall on a tr- retractable strings that he could just pull off and play with, and and then there should be a machine like one of those odorizer machines that sprays the scent of poop all the time, and then there should be like like there should be a dead animal mud pit he can roll around oh, in, you know, yeah. when he wants to. You know, like we a can, door opens in the floor and then there's the, dead the stuff that he... Tests and you throw me some sketches, maybe we can make some of these uh, toys that hang from the ceilings and whatnot. I'm pretty much yeah. game for everything in this because we want to make this project fun. And then what we'll do is we'll bring in, you know, uh, some chefs, some, some of the finest chefs here in Calgary uh, to cook stuff for the dogs. So maybe steak tartare in the kitchen and maybe some, you know, sushi stuff. So there's all kinds of fun stuff. Steak tartare uh, sushi. Coming in. That sounds more like for I'm you. A, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This sounds like for people. This, you know, it'd be cool like a button he pushes and then a, a door opens up and a butt pops out that he can sniff. <laughs> I like that. I think okay. you should you should work with Alan on this. He has a, a lot of great ideas here. <laughs> well, I think like a dog. I mean, I, I'm a dog. I don't care about big screen TV. I want to smell dead stuff. I mean, I want to roll in it. I want, you know, I, I, I'm a dog, man. I want I want to chase tail. You know, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so, have your neighbors started the petition to get you out yet? Has the association come? No, no, they have no, no. not going to be any of that. We're going to put it, you know, in a brand new development where we don't really have a whole lot of neighbors to begin with, and then uh, maybe good. they'll like us after a while. Well, I look forward to following along yeah. as, as you do this, so please keep in touch. The website is professorshouse.com. We'll put links to everything you've heard over the website. Yeah, and I got a link to uh, your guys' website as well. So, you're, uh, awesome. you're the one. Oh, well, thank you so yes. much. And, no, uh, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, I said, do you guys come up with some ideas or, you know, just fire my way in any of your listeners? And uh, let's make this a, a really fun project because we're doing this one here in Calgary. Uh, but we definitely plan on building one in the U.S. at a later date. I want to I, I live in that one. Yeah. Keep, yeah. keep me in mind. Preferably, you know, in California or Florida. Or something. I'm already here. See? Yeah. I spend much of my time in the doghouse anyway. So it would <laughs> work out. I am married and two kids, so I know all about it. David, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate you having me on. We'll head back to the phones in just a couple of seconds right here on Animal Radio. Don't forget you can ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone, for Android. Download it now. It's a free download, and you can listen to the show as well as ask your questions anytime you want. The Animal Radio app, that is. Well, my friend, this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Sweet Scoop. All natural clumping litter. Stop those litter box odors instantly with Sweet Scoop. It's chemical free and 100% biodegradable. The best deal yet, $3 off with a coupon over at AnimalRadio.com. Such a deal. Try it out. Mr. Volani, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. That was Sweet Scoop? Sweet Scoop. It's sweet, okay. It's spelled S-W-H-E-A-T because it has weed in it, so it's sweet scoop. That's kind of it's kind of weird, but it's good stuff. We're using it here in the studio. We love it. So how you doing? Oh, very cool. I'm doing good. How you doing? It's feeling just a bit like Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> it's listen. It's close. It's close. It's too close. Days. I'm not ready. Are you? Oh, I haven't done my shopping yet. If that's what you mean. Oh God, guys, no, I've been ready I for haven't. weeks. You started like even before Thanksgiving, didn't you? Just a little. So yeah. why can't we send Judy out for all of us? I think we should just give her a list. <laughs> oh, it'll cost. We'll pay you. Me. Yeah, you'll we'll have pay to. you. No, okay. I just said we'll pay you. It's worth it. Deal. So what do you got so, for us, big guy? Right here in California, there was a um, veterinarian that kept having um. Ongoing um, skin conditions um, from dogs 
that were frequenting the same groomer. And um, they didn't put two and two together until they had to um, send one dog out to a specialist because they just couldn't clear the problem. And what they're finding out is it's from actually using rancid shampoo. Um, rancid shampoo. And wow. believe it or not, this is what happens. And I want to tell the people at home this for two reasons. Not only to worry about your groom, but also the same thing in your house. What ends up happening is with most professional-grade pet products, they're all dilutable products, so you get more volume out of them. So, you know, maybe you add, um, you know, 5 to 1, 15 to 1, whatever it is, but you're always adding water to it. What happens is if you don't use this within a short amount of time, and I always say if you don't use it within five days, get rid of it, because any time that you are actually adding something to the concentrated formula, what happens is is that's going to spoil after a while, just like anything else. It's, it's like leaving water out and water will will spoil itself um, if it's not moving. So what happens is the product will build bacteria. So now if you have a dog that has any type of pre-existing conditions or cuts or abrasions on them, by using this product that you think you're cleaning, what ends up happening is is you're actually putting bacteria back in the dog that's actually getting into the skin, that's getting into um, the cuts, um, or a dog that has a skin condition already, just making it worse. Mm. Let, let so, me get this straight here. So we're talking about shampoos that have been, water has been added to yeah, them, not, not shampoos, not like yes, in my shower. Not, not your concentrate. Okay. Your concentrates are fine. Your okay. concentrates will last as long as the label says. Okay. But the labels don't tell you this, and I wish that they would tell you how long that it should last after you dilute it. And most manufacturers, I don't know any manufacturer that actually says that, but it'll spoil and you can smell it. It'll start to have a different smell at first, you know, just not right. You just know something's not right. And then it'll go to almost like a sulfury type smell. I mean, it starts to really go bad. What I tell people is this. Whether you're a professional or you're a novice, okay, and you've diluted your product, smell it first. If it don't smell right, if it don't smell like the concentrated product, throw it away. I have a question for you, Joseph. Yes, sir. What if you refrigerated this stuff? Would that, uh, would that help? Well, it's like anything else. It's only going to be refrigerated for so long before it's going to break itself down. It's like anything else that'll spoil. It'll last a little bit longer, but eventually the bacteria is going to grow. So you just get rid it? of it. Only mix. You well, you know what? I I don't know. You know what? That might be good. I could use a I could use a frozen block of shampoo on my dog, just like a bar soap. <laughs> you may have something there. Dogs or cats, horse or emu. Are people too. Children at a Swedish school were recently terrorized by a drunken elk. Yes, I said drunk. Officials said the elk might have gotten a little tipsy from eating fermented apples. The elk was thought to have been attracted to the apple trees near the school, and after sampling some, he started acting irrationally. Not driving or anything, just wacky enough to scare the children. In other deer-related news, a Wisconsin woman's decorative ceramic lawn deer was attacked by the real thing, leaving it headless. Police reporting to the scene were able to identify the track marks from a real deer who obviously won the fight. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. The 
This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Flex RX. Like people as dogs get older, arthritis, arthritis, the most common problem they face. FlexRx doesn't just mask those symptoms of arthritis. It restores natural joint function. Get FlexRx over at Pet Supplies Plus and a $10 coupon over at the AnimalRadio.com website, you lucky dog. Go into the phones. We have Renee. Hey, Renee, how are you doing? Fine. How are you? Splendid. What's up? Uh, I, I would like to tell you a funny story. I like funny stories. Oh, you do? Yeah, hit me up. Okay. I have an amazing story to tell you about my half-lab retriever, Border Collie, that we adopted. She was so smart. I schooled her when I first adopted her. She would not go to the backyard to do her business until number 10. And until number 10? Yeah. Well, she would not do her business in the backyard until from number 10. I said the number 3. Oh, I'm so confused. Uh, yeah. Is any Alan? Okay, are you following? Well, anyway, Wait a minute. I'm I'm cracking up. <laughs> anyway, I I started from number ten and I went back to number three with her. Oh, a countdown of sorts. Yeah, a countdown. Then she darted out the door and did her business when I said number three. Beautiful. Wait, can I ask a question? Because uh-huh. I'm Beautiful. not I'm I'm not following this um okay at all. So you counting backwards from ten? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. She made a game. She okay. Made a game. I made a game out of it. Yeah. Gotcha. Because they, they told me at the pound how smart she was. <laughs> I think you're smart, too. You're a smart lady that you figured out uh, how to engage your dog and create a magical trick to uh, do business. That is very ingenious of you. So anyway, it's really a funny story. Anyway, I counted back to the number three, and then she darted out the door and did her business. I opened the door and let her out. Well, we finally got smart, and we thought, well, we need a doggy door for her, so we got a doggy door. And to my surprise, she Uh-oh. sat at the doggy door until I said the number three. <laughs> and she would not dart out the door until I said number three. So when you were speaking about memory for dogs on Sunday, yeah. it piqued my interest because of her because she was so smart so you're probably wondering how she went through the doggy door to do her business when i was asleep during the night damn straight i'm wondering the during those wee hours well she barked and barked at that doggy door and she probably woke my neighbors up Mm. (laughs) but i had to count back from the number 10 backwards to the number three and then she darted out the doggy door waking me up in the middle of three o'clock in the morning wow Uh uh-oh you're in trouble when you're not home what, what kind of breed is she again she was half labrador retriever and half border collie Oh, okay, so you got one that'll eat anything and one that is really smart. Yeah, well, I home the... cook for it. I bet you do. I made her, uh, I bought these uh, little doggy meat uh, pans, and I made her homemade meatloaf. That was her favorite. Wow, she's eating better than I am. Well, wow. I made her little mini steaks, mashed potatoes. Uh, she ate everything. I want to be your dog. And she was 14 <laughs> and a half years old. You won't even count the three. Huh? Al wants to be your dog. I said, I'll be your dog. You wouldn't even have to count to three. I'll go in and out everything. Well, believe me, I home cooked for her because when I got her, she had um, her bones were showing. And they kept telling me that she hated dog food. And I put dog food out for her for like a couple of months, and she was getting skinnier. So I started home cooking for her, and she just loved it. You must have a lot of time to do that, because I, I know most people with a pretty active lifestyle don't have time to cook for their animals. They want to, but they don't. Well, I love animals. Well, I thank you for calling today. Well, I'm not finished with my oh, story. Oh, you're not? Oh, I'm, she didn't finish there, Hal. Get, I'm sorry. Hal, get out of the way, Hal. Get out well, of the way, Hal. Well, the funny part about my story is uh, when we got the doggy door and all that, 
she said at the door. But I thought, well, for the heck of it, I'll try number 20. Well, she did a dance at the door and turned around at the table, and she peed on the, the leg of the table because I, I didn't say three. Beautiful. <laughs> but my dog passed away just last year, oh. and her name was Big Baby. Big baby. Now, are you going to get a new big baby? Well, maybe. You know but I mean. anyway, the funny part is uh, I took her for a walk one time, and uh. she turned around and hightailed it, and I couldn't figure out why she was hightailing it back home when I took her for a walk. Well, she saw her shadow on the fence, and it was three times as big as her. <laughs> so that's why we called her Big Baby. Renee, thanks so much for cheering me up, making me laugh a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, dogs <laughs> do have memory. Let me tell you. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. Did you tell us the funny part? The funny part. There were like three or four yeah, funny Alan, parts. Come on, get with it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Tell a friend, will you? Oh, we love your radio. I tell everybody. <laughs> take, take care of yourself now. 1-866-405-8405 is toll you know, free. Yes. Yes, sir. You know, I, I would get a recording device if yep. I was her. That, yep. um, when a dog barked, it went on and would say, would count to three. And then you wouldn't have to worry about it. The dog can, can come I just tell you all he wants. It won't work. And I'm going to tell you why. why. You want to know why that won't work? Because the dog has learned that the dog can control her by waiting for her to say this number. The dog can make her come and say whatever, the number. So the recording would do nothing because that dog is basically being in charge. So you know, he's technically this is a bad thing then. It is a bad thing. It is technically okay. a bad thing if she has to get up. Now, if the dog's going to go out there and do his business without her around, it's fine. It's just a trick. But once the dog figures out, oh, I can manipulate her, I can get her out of bed, come to the door anytime I want, you know, and if she doesn't, I'll go to the bathroom in the house. So that's the dog being basically in charge and learning how to manipulate the human. Pretty smart. See, the dog the dog was smarter than her with the number. I thought she was good with the number three. Now I found well, it's the out same the thing with the food. When she says he won't eat anything but home cook, cook, you know, cooking, that's not true. And, you know, like I can give my dog hamburger every day for two weeks, right, and then switch him to his dog food only. And for about a day and a half, he won't eat it. But then when he gets hungry, he'll eat it. Okay, guys, we need to move on. Cracking the whip. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your Dream Team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. An incredible hour. This hour we will talk to Boomer the Dog. Boomer the dog? Boomer the dog. Boomer. Boomer. The guy who believes he's a dog, or may believe, or wants to be a dog. I really don't know. We'll find out this hour, so you stick around. You'll be enlightened just as as much as I will. Also, we'll be talking to Miranda Perry. She works with Scambook, and she'll tell us about the online pet scams uh, going on. Let's head on over to, I guess i got to press this button here. Hey, Rick, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? What's going on in your world? What kind of pet problems and dog problems do you have? Um, I have a six-year-old boxer. Uh, I'll try to make a long story short. This started about a year ago. Uh, we have four other dogs. Um, she helped raise, uh, it's a pit and American Bulldog mix. They were best friends, played together, everything together. Just out of the blue, like a light switch went off in my boxer's head. She starts attacking this pit every time she sees it. Who does she? Wait, okay, she okay, is wait a minute. All over this dog. Who? Who? Which? Which dog is she attacking? One of the ones in your house, or one of the ones outside your house? 
uh, one of the ones in the house, the one that she helped raise actually from a puppy. And and how old is the dog she attacks right now? How old is this dog? Uh, roughly a year and a half. Are all these dogs fixed? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, you got you got a major problem right there. That's a major problem right there. Are they are none of them fixed, or a couple of them fixed? What's tell me? No, no, none of them are. Well, that's that's a major problem, my friend. And you're going to have a whole bunch of problems because you've got four dogs. The dog that's being attacked is just now becoming an adult. And uh, when dogs become adults. They, their personalities change. They try to assert themselves. What the boxer's doing, because you're not in charge, is telling this dog, I'm in charge. I'm your boss. Pretty much being aggressive to let him know that that's the case. That's his place in this pack order. It gets worse when you don't fix dogs because they've got all those hormones flowing through them. And it, you're setting up a recipe for disaster because you tell me you have four dogs. Now, I'll tell you this. is very important for you to understand this. When you have more than one or two dogs, you have to be an extremely capable and you have to be an extremely powerful leader. Because if you're not... Those dogs can become very dangerous to you and your family once aggression rears its head. There's no stopping it. It gets worse and worse to the point where, you know, you think, oh, this dog loves me. No, it doesn't work like that. Once a dog snaps over into the aggressive frame of mind, they're insane. They fight to the death. They don't even know it's you they're biting. They get lunatic. You can't stop it unless you know what to do. So the first thing you need to do, if you really care about these dogs and you're going to be responsible, is they need to all be fixed. They need to all be fixed, buddy. The second thing... This boxer rides with me in my truck now because I, you know, I don't want to, don't want them fighting. Okay, wait. I just want, I just want to ask you a question. Are you, are you listening to me? Because you can, I, I don't need to know that your boxer's riding in your truck or he goes to parties with you. I understand what's going on. I need you to, I need you to understand what's going on. Okay, yeah. I mean, I understand. I need to do that. But the second part of the the problem was, she'll. When I have her out, she will let people pet her, love on her, and I can just tell from looking at her from the back when she's getting ready to snap. Somebody be petting on her, she'll be loving on them, and just all of a sudden bite. It's not all of a sudden. And let me ask you, now, let me, see, this is what you need to understand. When you see that she's getting ready to go off, what do you do? What do you do in that? Uh, in that? At that time, that's when I pull, I grab her and pull her back. You grab her and pull her back. Okay. So you allow her to approach people, and then as soon as she starts to get aggressive, you notice she's getting aggressive, you pull her back. Yeah, I, that's when I take control of her. And what do you feel inside while this is going on? Uh, me, myself, I don't want her to do it. I'm, but, I but how do you wanted f- her to be a nice dog. I know, I know you don't want her to do it, but how do you feel? How do you feel? Well, I, I don't. I don't like the idea of having to pull her back i mean it it makes me feel bad that i have to do that okay so you feel bad do you also feel nervous and anxious no uh, no i have full control of my dog at all times you think you do but if you had full control of your dog at all times your dog wouldn't be aggressive again she needs to be fixed but still and all if you have control of your dog like you think you do she would never get aggressive around other people okay 
So you really uh, don't do have control. How do I fix okay. that? I know I have to get her fixed. Other than that, how do I fix that? All right. The first thing you need to do, you get her fixed. The second thing you need to do is take control of everything, every aspect of her life. In other words, she doesn't approach people without permission. She, you walk her every day, 20, 30 minutes on a leash at your side. You walk her. When you feed her, you hold the food in front of her for a good minute on the clock. You just stare ahead. No talking to her. Put the food down. Make her wait a minute before she's allowed to eat it. You take control of her toys. You get in your truck first. You exit your truck first. You enter your house first. You exit your house first. Um, pretty much everything that she does is because you're allowing her to do it. And when do you allow her to do it? When she's totally calm. So my dog, I've got a 125-pound dog. He is extremely powerful. Uh, he would run all over me if I would let him. So everything he does and everything I allow him to do, he has to be in a totally calm state of mind as long as it takes for him to do it. So his most excited time is when I'm going to walk him. You know, I play with him, and I have the kids play with him, and uh, he sees that leash, and he knows I'm going for a walk. He loses his mind. Uh, in my mind, he loses his mind. In your mind, he'd be like, wow, he doesn't look excited at all. So what do I do? I stand there with the leash and say nothing, sometimes for a good two minutes on the clock, until he lays down and is motionless. Then I tell him, good boy, and I motion for him to sit. I put the leash on him, gets a little bit juiced, a little bit more energy coming out of him, and I just stand there. I don't move. I wait for him to calm down again, totally calm, and then I say, good boy, heal, and then we take our walk. Everything is a process towards calm, submissive, relaxed behavior. Everything. Everything. Okay. I'll I'll definitely start doing that because, well, like you said, I feel like I have control over her, but like you said, with the food, things like that, I don't. Um, I've never done that, and so I will start doing that and see if I can make some changes in her here. Be in charge of the space, buddy. If the doorbell rings, you walk over to the door, not her. She stays where she's supposed to be. And then, you know, learn to give a correction so that when you see her go into that state of mind, she's about to go into that aggressive state of mind, you can refocus her mind with a quick, sharp correction. Okay? And, and it okay. lets her know, no, no, this behavior is not appropriate. I'm not going to put up with that. You're not going to be aggressive with people. Okay. Yeah, because it seems like the worst punishment I can basically do when she is like that, um, we'll walk back to my truck. When we get in the truck, I make her go lay down and don't talk to her, don't anything. And that seems to have taught her, you know, a little bit better than, than you know, any harsh words or anything I could say to her. You know, I know they don't understand a lot of words. Words um, mean nothing, buddy. Uh, you made a very good statement when you said, I can notice right before she goes off. So what, let's say, I don't know what kind of a, a leash and a collar you've got on her, but get her a choker or a pinch collar, put it on her, and start doing experiments with people. You tell people where it's at. You know, I, I want you to, you know, I'm going to let my dog come up to you. Another thing to understand is how the person is petting the dog. Teach people how to pet your dog. Don't let anybody around your dog who's excited don't let anybody around your dog who goes hey buddy what are you doing you're such a good dog. don't let people around your dog like that they have to be calm and relaxed when they pet your dog or they'll get your dog cranked up juiced uh, energized anxious all that as soon as you see your dog move to the state of mind where she's going to get aggressive you you glue the leash to your chest you put both your hands against your chest you hold the leash like you're a tree you turn the opposite direction and run 90 miles an hour in the opposite direction so that that dog almost gets his neck pulled off. I mean, he's not going to. It's not going to hurt her, but that's what we call a major correction. 
It will refocus yeah. her mind. Don't you don't pull. You, there's got to be slack in the leash. You turn the opposite direction and just start moving very quickly so that she gets a jolt. Yeah. Well, I use a pinch collar with her the majority of the time, um, and I use one of the the flex. You know, leashes, the retractable leashes. But I no, retract, take... retractable leashes. Re- get, get rid of the retractable leash. It's got to okay. be. Did you understand everything I just said about the correction? Yeah. Do you, can you see it in your mind? Oh, yeah. 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 And it's like a pinch collar. I noticed that I can just take and pop that leash just one little jolt. She'll change direction. That is a correction, my man. Now, that is exactly what I'm talking about. And you said it. She'll change direction. Her mind will gain refocus. It'll it'll take her mind off what she was doing and put it somewhere else. And that's what you want to do whenever you see aggression starting to happen. You give her that flick of the leash, refocus her, and over time she's going to understand, I can't act like that. I've got to be cool around people. Or, or you know, he, my, my leader, my master, my uh, human leader... Uh, my pack leader will not tolerate that behavior. I can't act like that. But okay, again, okay. you got to you got to get her fixed because a lot of that behavior is is prevalent when a dog has those hormones rushing through him or her. They can't help it. They they are going to be aggressive. They can't help it. So getting them fixed helps a lot. Okay, thank you very much for your help. I I will put all this into play starting today. You know, can I tell you what? You're a really smart guy. I mean, you get it, and you're going to be successful. But remember, you got to be in charge of those dogs, or they'll take you over. They'll take over your house, your life, everything. Just like they did here at the Animal Radio Studios. <laughs> hey, thanks for your call, Rick. I appreciate it. And be sure to check out Alan Cable's new pop CD, Words Have No Meaning. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Need a vacation, but it's just not in the budget? Well, thanks to our biggest sale of the year, spend six days, five nights, all-inclusive at the fabulous Via del Palmar Resort in Cancun, Mexico. All the sand and sunshine with meals and cocktails included. Just $2.99. Just $2.99 per couple, not per person, plus two kids stay free. This is paradise. Crystal blue water, beautiful beaches, amazing amenities. You and the kids, meals and cocktails included. All just $2.99. Save over $1,300. Visit Cancun299.com or call right now, 888-475-9303. That's 888-475-9303. At this price, the sale won't last long. Call 888-475-9303. Special terms and conditions apply. Visit Cancun299.com. Travel anytime in the next 12 months. Call right now, 888-475-9303. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-645-MY-TV 1-855-645-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-645-MY-TV 1-855-645-MY-TV 
Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. You know, Deb, one of these days I'm going to find your good side, and when I do, I'm going to plant myself firmly on it. In just a few minutes, I will cross off another item from my bucket list, talking to Boomer the dog. I don't really shoot very high on my bucket list. That way I know everything that's on there. Isn't the first thing on your bucket list to get a bucket? This is number two on the bucket list. I'm glad you're following along. I appreciate it. A lot of shopping going on this time of year. I'm doing all of my shopping online this year because I, I think it's crazy the crowds the fighting the walmarts uh, all of that stuff i'd rather just and you know what there's all these places have free shipping so it just it cost me the same amount of money really <laughs> i just can't find the free shipping ones i'm what, just not going to pay that shipping. what are you laughing at alan Something he's, he's doing all the shopping online because the crowds and the walmarts get to him walmarts get to him <laughs> I can't stand the Walmart. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of scams out there, too. A lot of people trying to make money off of you or, or trying to rip you off. And we bring on from Scam Book, Miranda Perry, talking about online pet scams. Yeah, there's scams for that, too. Craigslist, you hear about it all the time. Now we're going to find out more. Hi, Miranda. Hi, how are you? Very good. So what should we be looking out for? Um, what you should be looking out for are false breeders who operate out of Craigslist primarily, um, but other classified sites on the web. This time of year, you know, a lot of people, a lot of families may be looking to get a puppy for their kids, um, you know, or maybe you, you want to start the new year right with a new little furry friend in your life. And for many of us, they, you know, you, you see like all the popular videos online of the French Bulldog puppy or a Corgi or whatever the kind of breed of the month is. And people want that dog, so they, they go online and find, like, well, to adopt a French Bulldog puppy, to buy one from a breeder's is going to cost you a lot of money. And then you'll see an ad on Craigslist that has that same puppy for significantly amount, amounts uh, less, uh, that, maybe. That should be a red flag right there, right? Oh, yeah, that, that's a big red flag. But I think for many of us, we, we may think, like, you know, well, but who, who would scam me with a puppy? Because, that's you know, you can't scam someone with a puppy. It's not like <laughs> an iPad where you can buy the box and, like, you know, there's no iPad in it. Um but unfortunately, the, the way many of these scams work, they, they kind of prey on our good side. They know that we are looking to get a new animal and bring it into our lives because we, we want to have something to, um, you know, to, to comfort us, and we also want to have something to, t- to take care of. And so they, they'll tell you this story. They'll say, oh, well, I have these two puppies for sale, but you know what? You just seem like such a great person. I'm just going to give you the dog right away. You just need to pay me these uh, fees, like just pay for the vaccination fee, pay for the, uh, uh, the the travel, shipping, the insurance, the authorization, um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll send you this dog. And that's where people get scammed because then they send their money, usually through a, a money order um, or a Western Union, wow. uh, like a wire transfer, and um, then they're, they're ripped off. And then there so, is no dog. I guess the first thing we should be looking for is we should see where the dog is coming from. It shouldn't be like in a parking lot that we're meeting the dog for the first time. We should see their their mother and uh, litter mates, uh, litter mates, and mm-hmm. where she, the puppy was grown, was raised. Precisely, yeah, and and that that's a really excellent way to weed out the scammers from legitimate breeders or legitimate rescue centers, um, because a real breeder will invite you to come out to the place where the dog is is growing up they'll let you meet the puppy before you adopt it uh, before you buy it and so if if they're trying to ship you a dog from another state uh, that that's kind of a red flag 
Now, I always see these scams, uh, especially with in relation to Craigslist, where they're going to ship you your dog. You're supposed to pick them up at the airport, and then there's all a whole kaflugana that happens there. Mm-hmm. Yes, we 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 have seen that here on our site where uh, consumers have reported showing up to the airport to retrieve their dog, and they find out that the dog is, is still in another state, still at another airport, because there was some kind of an issue with vaccination fees or travel insurance fees that the dog may be stuck in quarantine. Uh, and so they talk to the seller on Craigslist, and, and the Craigslist seller will make up some story um, about why they can't send the puppy. So then you send more money to them, and it, it's just this kind of downward spiral of, of all this money going out, sure. and there's no puppy at the end of it. I've been on the receiving end of evaluating pets that have been through some of these Internet scams. And um, sometimes, you know, you cannot, if you're not seeing the pet, you really have to be cautious because the health is not proven until you get your vet to, to check those animals. I've had dogs have significant heart problems, um, mm-hmm. medical problems that really just, unless you saw a vet, you didn't know, and then you're out several thousand dollars or, or what have you. The other thing mm-hmm. I had was a, a client who actually, we suspected the dog was stolen. And it oh, was wow. it was sold as you know pure breed pure breed on the internet and kind of a rescue situation and we actually did suspect that one was stolen from another um, area. Wow. Oh man, well it's, it's it's kind of amazing the lows that people will stoop to. What would you say is the most genius low in relation to an animal or a pet scam? Well, there was a scam um, a few months ago in in Florida in a, a gated community with primarily elderly residents. Someone came into this community dressed up as an animal control officer, and they told this elderly couple that their dog was barking too much, and neighbors had complained about the dog, and if they didn't pay $500 on the spot, that they were going to take their dog away. Wow. The website, scambook.com. Sounds like a fun website. Fun is not necessarily the word I would use, but I think it's a great resource for helping to educate the public about all these scams. We, we know the best way to prevent falling victim to a scam is to educate yourself about it ahead of time. Miranda, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Miranda Perry, the website, once again, scambook.com, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. Uh, let's see. On the way, Stacy Cohen working hard in the newsroom. What do you got? You know how Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross did that whole thing on death and dying and dying with dignity and um, how important it is for not only the patient but also the family. Well, there's a new thing with pet medicine where veterinarians are starting to specialize in home euthanasia, kind of a hospice for dogs and cats. I've got all the details and the information coming up on Animal Radio News. It's sort of a mobile vet service, which is great because you, when you put your animal down, you don't want to do it in the cold confines of the hospital. And it's so sterile there. It's much better to do it at home, so I think it's a much-needed niche. Do you have people that ask you if they come to their house and, and, and euthanize their animal? You know, we do have some local um, services that do that and have been doing that for quite a while, so it's not really new. It's just uh, I think it's more of a focus for certain people. It's time for your Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Halligan. Vaccinations, that's a big topic these days. I've seen too many kittens succumb to infectious diseases that are entirely preventable by routine vaccinations. So a vaccine actually stimulates the immune system to produce antibodies, which are protein molecules that neutralize the disease. Now, your kitten receives antibodies from its mother's milk. After weaning, however, it needs to receive a series of vaccines in order to develop proper immunity on its own. 
We vaccinate kittens more than once because the antibodies that they receive from their mothers at birth and in their milk, which decrease over time, actually interfere with the kitten's ability to produce its own antibody response to a vaccine. Now, the time at which these so-called maternal antibodies lose their effectiveness is different for each kitten, so it's important to start the vaccination series at seven to eight weeks of age. Kittens then receive a series of vaccines three to four weeks apart until they are 16 weeks. After that, boosters are needed yearly for some vaccines and every two to three years for others. You really just need to meet with your vet and have a vaccine protocol tailored to your pet's lifestyle. This was a sweet scoop minute with Doc Halligan. Sweet scoop clumping litter stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, the Smithsonian's National Zoo has named their absolutely adorable female giant panda cub, Bayo Bayo, after they got more than 123,000 votes from online and the public. Bayo Bayo means treasure or precious, and the cub's the only second surviving cub that was born at the National Zoo since the first pandas arrived there in 1972 to commemorate President Richard Nixon's historic visit to China. A New Jersey dog that was crowned the world's ugliest dog in 2007 and later became the topic of a kid's book preaching acceptance has died. Elwood was only eight. His owner, Karen Quigley, says the Chinese crested and chihuahua mix died unexpectedly Thanksgiving morning. The Sewell resident said Elwood had been dealing with some health issues in recent months, but they thought he was doing pretty good. 
Apparently not now. Elwood won his crown at the annual Ugly Dog Contest at the Sonoma-Marin County Fair in California a year after he had come in second. Dog and cat welfare groups with a great success story. You can win up to $100,000 in a contest that's sponsored by Petco and food manufacturer Halo Purely for Pets. Ellen DeGeneres, by the way, is a co-owner of that Halo company. The Holiday Wishes campaign will award $250,000 in grants. The sponsors are looking for a story about one animal saved by a rescue group since July 1st, 2011. They recommend that everything be short, concise, and explain as much of the following information as possible. The condition of the animal on intake, any known information about why the animal was in a situation of need, and the work that your organization did to save the animal. Information about uh, the new home and family. And they'd like it to be limited to 500 words, but photographs and videos will also be accepted. If you'd like more details about the contest, you can go to PetcoFoundation.org. There's some disgust from animal welfare groups as a New Zealand millionaire becomes the latest to pose behind slaughtered African animals. A U.S. TV presenter was internationally criticized after posting a photo of herself with a shot and bloodied lion. Now photos have also surfaced of property developer Mark Gutton standing over the corpse of an elephant and a crocodile. Safe executive director Hans Kirk says African hunting trips have been available to rich tourists for several years now. It's a power thing. Same sort of people who like to dominate in their business, they like to dominate the animals and show they can shoot and kill an elephant. There's nothing to it. Anybody can shoot an elephant when they have a gun. The elephant hasn't got a chance. I believe the Prince uh, Prince Harry was also um, standing next to an elephant and his brother. They've got pictures of it. And then they since apologized for it. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterandSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This holiday season, remember, a Stetson man helps a stranger change a tire in the middle of a snowstorm and then scrapes the ice off the car windows just for good measure. Through blizzards, he rides horses 500 under the hood. He always seems to save the day with a steady hand and a warm smile. A Stetson man may work hard, but he never works hard at smelling good. This holiday season, live the legend. Stetson Cologne for men. Really? No way. 
Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams, here to get craft beer drinkers' reactions as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston beer from Boston Mass. It was Boston This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. They have the brand new intro pack out for $4.99. You can try all their flavors. Well, not you, your dog. Chewies Chicken Dinner, Simply Venison Dinner, Stella's Super Beef, Duck Duck Goose, and Phenomenal Pheasant. $4.95 for these 8.5-ounce packages where Stella and Chewies is sold. Thanks for sponsoring Animal Radio. Love that food. Isn't that Ladybug's food? That's what it's she eats, her isn't it? favorite. She looks so well, too. She, she does. a nice-looking coat. She's I got to tell you. No, only the good stuff for my dog. Oh, is he here? Oh, this is very cool. You've seen him on Nat Geo. They did a uh, taboo show about things that are taboo, but about this dog, guy who thinks he's a dog or wants to be a dog. We're going to find out, because I don't know. I've, I've heard different things. He wants to actually... What breed? Be, I'm not sure. We're going to find it. Let's, let's get him on the, the phone. We have Boomer. Hey, Boomer. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm going to call you Boomer because that's what you want to be called, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I like the name Boomer the dog. Are you you're trying to legally change your name to Boomer the dog? Is that correct? Yep. Uh, back in 2010, I went to court, my local court here, and petitioned them to change my name to Boomer the dog. Which, well, they didn't accept it, and I got turned down. I went uh, and appealed it, but I got turned down again. And I want to try again, you know, with some new evidence what? and things like that. Why do they keep turning you down? Well, uh, it was two times they, you know, appeal in the original one. But they, I don't know, they just said that the reason they gave was that the, uh, you know, I would call emergency services and I would bark that my name was Boomer the dog and they wouldn't believe it. <laughs> so. Well, you, you know, they do have a valid point there. <laughs> That's well, ridiculous. I don't know. You know, my counter to that is that, well, everything would be on their screen. So if I barked I was Boomer the dog at this address, they would have it right there. Yeah. Let's get down to brass attacks right here. Okay. Do you want to be a dog? Do you think you're a dog? What What is the whole thing? Because Nat Geo makes you out as you really... What What is the status and when did it start? Well, yeah, that's true. I think all of that's correct. And in some way, I do think that I am really one just because of circumstances over the years, you know, things that have pointed to it. And somehow in me, a personality at the least, or, you know, something more, I don't know, but (laughs) something like that. But I did see a movie in 1976 with my dad. It was called The Shaggy DA. Oh, I love that movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my movie. That's my favorite movie. And I saw it in the theater, and I was into a bunch of dog stuff. I was like, a lot of kids were, you know, into something like horses or whatever. I was a dog nut, and I saw this movie. And when the dad in the movie, he changes into a big old English sheepdog. And something about that happening just made, you know, sense to me. I really started to get into it a whole lot. I was really affected by the movie. And it kind of became part of my personality to feel like 
I was canine. I guess I found the part of my personality starting with that movie. If I had a machine that could turn you into a real dog right now, would you do it? Well, at one time, I would be a four-legged dog and do, you know, everything the dogs would do. And I'd also, I'd always like my intelligence to be there that I have now because it's something I have. I wouldn't want to lose it, something good. And, you know, my personality that I have mainly. Uh, but I would, you know, I would do it, but I would like maybe now I could see being on two legs, a type of like anthropomorphic dog. I guess, I guess if they don't have mandatory neutering, it's all fine and good, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, that's more or less what I'd like. And then I could do more things in the human world. And I'm kind of trying to be a bridge between bring some canine things to the human world a little bit. I don't like the formalities of meeting women, and I always thought, you know, the dogs get right down to business. No one's following I wants to know if he can, if can, he can I smell ass. Yeah. He wants to smell asses. I want to smell asses, and I want to hump legs all day. Well, They're I mean, dogs are, you know, yeah, that's right. Dogs are more open and direct about a lot of things. So that, I don't know if those things would be that much fun. Did the kids in school, did they make fun of you? Yeah, because I was in, I found my personality and I was very open about it. So I went to school and I was barking to everybody, you know, I'm a dog. Not exactly just like that in the hall, blurting it out. But I would draw pictures. I, I made, you know, like, uh, drew doodles of dogs all the time. And I was always doing that kind of stuff. And, and when somebody would ask me, then kids would say, you know, get me to do some kind of dog game or that I was like I was transforming when I was in class and they would get me to bark and all you know all that kind of stuff so it it was fun but I got teased for my differences so I want to know do do you have an actual dog and and what's that relationship like well I've had 3 dogs I don't have a dog currently I've had 3 I had uh, a mutt collie mutt a beagle and an american eskimo who was my last dog, and he died in 2004. And I haven't replaced him or got, you know, gotten another adopted another dog yet. So, Just like, what's the, what's your day like? Like, like, like when you wake up to the time you go to sleep, what do you do? Do you have a job? Do you do you go to work, or do you just wake up and and sometimes you're all dog, and then sometimes you're all human, and then sometimes you're a combination? Or what do you do every day? Well, I guess a standard <laughs> kind of day, but I mean, as far as canine, I. I have a collar that I wear all the time. Beauty. I have, ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, so I have a collar I wear. I have ears that I, are my hair, my fur that I put up to look like dog ears. I Sometimes I wear doggy shirts and scrubs and stuff like that. And I go out, I carry a squeaky toy, which is an actual dog toy that I carry around. And uh, at times I have a paper costume that's made out of shredded paper. And it's a big sheepdog costume that I wear. And uh, I go out in that occasionally when I want to feel closer to being a canine. For whatever reason, it's just like, hey, this is nice and the weather's good because it's paper. It has to, we have to have good weather. And so then I go out and uh, see folks on the street and see their dogs when they're being walked. And Are your friends and family supportive? Yeah, well, my mom and dad just knew about it because it's something that just was part of me. And so they were here all the time, you know. And my dad a little less so. My mom was okay with it. It took a long time for them you know, them to call me Boomer. <laughs> and then other relatives, that was a little harder because they don't get what it is. And I had problems with, you know, people thinking mental problems and other things like that. 
So I, you know, and that, and my half sister, I guess, is my worst uh, enemy. <laughs> well, she really doesn't like me being a dog at all. So mm. well, that's a big yeah, problem. Well, yeah, well, hold on, I got a question, now, Alan. Enough, enough with your questions. Now, like when you eat, do you eat on the? Do you put your dish on the floor? And eat on all fours, and like when you go to the bathroom, do you do it on the toilet, or do you go outside and in the backyard? <laughs> yeah, well, I do sometimes eat dog food. It's one of the things like wearing the costume, where I actually do eat regular canned dog food, and I do it. Try to do it as authentically as possible, and Beauty. from the floor. And I have a water dish. Of course, you always have to have water, fresh water for your dog. So I do that. But most of the time, I just re eat regular human food. And as far as bathroom, just regular. I'm, I do it at like humans. Since I'm gotcha. built like a human, gotcha. I do it like a human. We are with Boomer. You saw him on Net Geo's Taboo. And Boomer sometimes thinks he's a dog. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Animal Radio, baby. I have a special guest, Mark Hughes. He works with our brand new sponsor, Sweet Scoop. And I got to tell you something. I didn't use Sweet Scoop until they became a sponsor. I hopped on board. I figured, well, you know what? I want to try this stuff because if I'm talking about it, exactly. I want to make sure it's good. Exactly. And I got to tell you, I am exceptionally surprised. You like it. I am very, very happy but with it. But more importantly, do your cats like it? I'm happy because they're happy. That's okay. the way it works. Okay. Happy cats, happy life. And you know what? I got to tell you, it smells better around the studios. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Well, I got to tell you, it's an interesting name. People say, they, they say, okay, I hear you talking about Sweet Scoop, S-W-H-E-A-T, because it has wheat in it. What does wheat do? Why wheat? Well, we discovered almost 20 years ago now that the wheat kernel has two unique properties that make it a good cat litter. And what we do is we, we grind the wheat kernel. And when we do that, we do two things. We expose the starch that's inside the wheat kernel. And that makes a clump, doesn't it? The starch makes a clump, <laughs> yep. And then there are also enzymes in the wheat kernel, and those enzymes react and neutralize the odor-causing enzymes in cat waste. So our product, to my knowledge, is the only 100% single-ingredient product. It's all wheat. There's no chemicals. It's all natural. I didn't think wheat would clump. But it does, does it? spectacularly. Is Sweet Scoop applicable for the automated uh, litter pans that have the scooper mechanisms oh, in them? Oh, yeah. Yes, uh-huh, yep. Our customers have been using it with those automated pans for years. And, of course, it's good for the environment. Yeah, you can compost it. It's Wheat is completely biodegradable, so you can actually flush this in your sewer or septic system. So we, we give the cat owner a few more choices on how they want to get rid of it. You know, I know it's important that our animals, you know, like the litter, our cats, but, I mean, I have to like it, too. I always had, I had a dark carpet by the litter box, and I see all these little footprints when they come out of the litter box. I noticed box. that's no more. I know, and I didn't vacuum. I don't have to vacuum every day to get rid of all the little footprints. It doesn't seem the like they're box. tracking it around. No, they're not. I don't know how many times you've changed it since you put it in. I think well, you've changed it once. You, I have multiple cats. Okay. So I have to change a little more frequently, and I have a lot of boxes. How could a natural substance without any chemicals keep the smell down for so long? That's amazing. It is truly amazing, and there's no chemicals, no fragrances, no binders. Nothing is added to that product. It's 100% wheat. This is safe for, because I deal with rabbits and ferrets. These are safe for other species as well? Yep. We actually, uh, well, it was a few years ago, but we came out with a small animal 
uh, litter. It was the same product, but just had a picture of a rabbit, a ferret, and a bird in the front of it. Bird breeders like it because it's safe for baby birds. If they ingest it, it'll pass right through them like food. And uh, the odor control is the same with ferrets and, and rabbits as it is with cats. So is this safe for my dog because I know she likes to eat <laughs> litter? And if this is if this is just natural wheat, she may like it. Well, I don't want her grazing know, in the old litter box. <laughs> well, if she is, I want to make sure that it's safe. You know, dogs love to get into a cat litter box. You bet. And when they're ingesting clay litter, clay is not biodegradable. It doesn't break down, so their bodies can't break that down. But wheat is biodegradable so when if they do get in there and they eat some of them it will pass through them just like food it won't harm them at all okay here's what i'm going to do listeners right now if you haven't had a chance to try out sweet scoop spelled with a wheat in it s-w-h-e-a-t scoop sweet scoop and their website sweetscoop.com if you haven't had a chance to try it out i'm going to give you a chance right now and i'm going to give you three dollars off head on over to our website at animalradio.com hit the sweet scoop logo or the banner on the front page and we'll get you a $3 off coupon to try out Sweet Scoop, and you can see what we've discovered here at the Animal Radio Studios. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. What will I get that pretty cat for Christmas? What can I get to really please my friend? I offered money and funny, I even tried a book. No fool and he was drooling with that pretty cat look. Oh, what a time I have with Christmas shopping. Oh, what a time for Tweety Birds like me. I offered white with fancy ties, but he just stares with hungry eyes. Oh, what will I get that pretty cat for Christmas? Happy holidays to all of you. This is Jack Wagner sending you my best for the Yuletide season. Take care. Happy holidays, my friends. This is John Lithgow, hoping the season brings you closer to the people you love. Hi, everybody. This is Adam Sandler, and I hope you're enjoying the Hanukkah season. Happy holidays. I'm Quincy Jones, wishing you all the best in the coming year. Hi, I'm Ted Danson. Happy holidays to you. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. We are with Boomer. You saw him on Nat Geo's Taboo. Uh, he wants to be a dog. He's trying to change his name to be a dog. He used to be an AM radio disc jockey. Is that correct? Yeah, I was on... Enough uh, said. I, yeah, I was on a, a radio station. I had my own basement radio station in high school. Wow. And, yeah, and I actually worked for a short time at a religious AM radio station. So I was in AM. Now I'm doing podcasting, and I called my show The Dog Station when I was on AM too. Wow. That's, yeah. That's pretty cool. Now, now can I make an can I make a suggestion everyone? Can I make a suggestion? All right. Well, must you. <laughs> uh, Boomer, you want to bridge the gap between dog and people, and I think that's brilliant, and I think you're on the you you definitely got a great idea, but you're on the wrong track. What you need, you need to form the Church of the Dog, and, oh, and basically yeah. <laughs> a house of dog worship, if you will. And, and you build the building, brick and mortar. You get the donations, and people can study the ways of the dog. It's not so much the physical aspects of doing what a dog does; it's being in the dog's state of mind. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, well, I think so. I don't know if I don't know if people have talked about it being like a religion. 
And yes. uh, not, you know, necessarily that, but they've said, you know, this sounds like an interesting thing you could teach people, maybe. Yes. And I yes. like that. Yeah, I mean, I really do like the ways of, of the canines, like the virtues that uh, dogs have. And that's what I'm trying to do is put it together and bring a little bit more, you know, in. in. And I think that's something I can do for others because it's all like about me being a dog, but this is something I can actually uh, maybe promote or teach as a, some kind of thing. I don't know about a church, though. It seems like that's pretty formal. The, so I'd well, have yeah, to it could call be it the, something else. Maybe a school, the school of dog teachings. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it would it'd be an interesting idea. So maybe one day, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll write a book or something. And you're trying to change your name. You've been turned down twice. That's so wrong, though. Yeah, that is wrong. This is America. This is America. Well, let me give if you... you. Well, if you want to change your name, why should you even have to go to a judge? Is it that's ridiculous? It is. Ridiculous. You should be able to name yourself anything you want. What kind of? Where is the freedom? Where Where is exactly. there anything? Well, in uh, yeah. 2010, in Eugene, Oregon, Captain Awesome changed his name to Captain Awesome. Also, there was uh, the guy who had his uh, band, the Dan Miller Experience, so he changed his name to the Dan Miller Experience. Uh, some guy changed his name to Wiserman Always 50. I mean, these are pretty bizarre names. I don't understand yeah, why you're being denied, uh, Boomer the Dog, especially since it, it is you. That's yeah, cute. well, that's something that's interesting about Pennsylvania's laws. They really don't have a good track record for unusual name changes. And I was going by name change books and things that were written on the net and a book that I got that it was pretty easy. Even if you had an unusual name, it, the book kind of says, well, it's up to you. You bear the responsibilities when you get that, uh, you know, the, of what the name causes, if it's good or yeah. bad or whatever. Yeah. And so they were like, usually judges, usually courts are in favor of your personal, uh, you know, ideas of changing it. So I didn't, I, I didn't put a lot of effort. I try to keep my petition really simple. I didn't put a lot of examples in there. I just barked that my dad changed his name. You know, he Americanized his name years ago. You, you barked that in court? You barked that? <laughs> that might have something to do with it. Listen, we're running out of time. I want to get people the website. It's boomerthedog.net. Boomerthedog.net, of course, everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. And we're going to be checking in with you to find out how this goes, buddy. Okay? Oh, that'll be great. I'd like to let you know of, about all the you know, future He's a regular now, Hal. He, yeah, you're, a regu a regular. you're on the payroll now. <laughs> go, sure, I'd like to, anytime. Yeah. <laughs> Send him some Stella and Chewies immediately. I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> hey, hang tight there for a second, Boomer. We're going to head to the phones. We want to know what you think. one 405 I'll tell you what's funny. Is, um, you can't see, get I think enough I got of those a little dog. I think I got a little dog in me, too, sometimes, because when I get mad, and I can't believe I'm even telling you this, I've been known to show my teeth and growl. I did, I did it in a store last week. <laughs> and the guy just turned around and looked at me. And you know what? He got out of my way. It works. Well, now, that's interesting. This is a story out of Daly City. A Bay Area man is facing charges after authorities say he viciously attacked his parents after they refused to allow him to see the family cat. What did he do? Yeganov Balshinov, 26 years old, he asked his parents to see his cat after he had surgery, and they told him, no, they couldn't see him. So he bit his 64-year-old father in the head, and uh, ripping off a piece of flesh, and then bit his mother. 
after punching her. So, uh, oh my God. he's pleaded not guilty. Well, he's a tr- lunatic. He I mean, there's a, a difference, the big difference between him and Boomer, okay? Uh, Boomer is just practicing the dog philosophy, which is, you know, it's peaceful and it's very basic. Now, biting people, that is not, that, that is lunacy right there. That's, what about you just know what, showing though, Boomer, teeth? Boomer better be careful, though, because he lives in the state yeah. of Pennsylvania. It's the biggest yeah. puppy mill state, I think, in the country. They may <laughs> throw him in a cage and have a mass breed, you know, for the next, the next couple of years. So you better be careful. Hey, you need more guys like Boomer on your on this show. We, you can't get enough of those people. No, we really can't get enough Boomer. I think we hit an all-time high today in interviews. Yes. Well, that's all we have time for today. I want to thank Boomer the dog for joining us. Cross that off my bucket list. That was something very exciting for me to get a little edification on that whole thing. David Beard, thanks so much for joining us. Miranda Perry, you're all awesome. And, of course, you listening. Yeah, looking down at your radio right now. Be sure to join us over at the website at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download. You can ask your questions directly from the app. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care, guys. This is Animal Art Radio Network.